Alright, welcome, welcome everybody. Looks like getting started here for the day. Perfect. Looks like we're live across the board. So, uh, like I'm always saying, within the Bible there are keys, right? And what, what the Bible suggests in Leviticus 26 is, is it suggests that when you put into practice the ways of God, the divine ways, things will start to change in your life. Perhaps there has been a dream you've been seeking for 10 years, and God says, that's it. You've given me that point. You've brought to me that oblation. You've brought to me that temple. You've offered me your body as a holy temple, as a holy habitation for me to come and dwell in. And so that dream, since you've brought me, what I've asked you for, that dream that you've been seeking for 10 years comes into existence right before your eyes. A quite miraculous thing. The power of God manifest out of the realms of the heavens down unto the earth and into the lives of the servants of the Lord God of all Israel. That is what God is offering, right? The miracles that the people, right? And if you look in the Bible, there are countless miracles, right? King David inheriting a, a shepherd boy, right? Inheriting a kingdom, a nation set free, right? Not often do you hear about uh, mankind, right? Indeed, slaves at the time of the captivity of all Israel, they had value, right? Not often do you see, right, uh, several million slaves, something of great value, being let go freely, right? And while it was slaves in the days of the Israelites where God showed up and said, hey, I've decided to break you free of your bondage. I've decided to break those chains of captivity that have held you so long, that have held you back from reaching your dreams so long. I've set you free, right? Not often do you see mankind taking something of value and giving it away. Rarely do you see mankind taking a million dollar house and giving it or gifting it to someone. It's not often, but when God steps in at that moment, that is the exact moment that someone is going to gift you a million dollar house. And if you think that's not how God works, well, that is exactly how God works. Maybe it's the chains on your life. Maybe it's the state of exaltation you've been seeking for. Uh, maybe it's something else, right? But God is willing to work with you. God is offering to lead you, right? See, the Bible suggests in the book of Isaiah that God possesses something called perfect knowledge. And I've been reading this fascinating book. It's by uh, Sir John Templeton, and it's called Is God the Only Reality? And it's talking about these neutrinos and fermions, these uh, particles so small that, uh, right, there's thought to be billions of neutrinos in, the, in about an inch of space, billions of neutrinos in about um, and these are particles of life, subatomic particles, right? And so 
It's talking about magnetic force fields and all these things. I'll tell you, I don't grasp at all. And about 15 minutes into reading the book, I'm scratching my head going, wow, I don't understand any of this, but that's just who God is. You might not be able to grasp the exact workings of the universe. They might just beyond, be beyond our own human logical reasoning. We might not be able to grasp it without a sincere commitment and study of a specific subject. But lo and behold, God's got it. God has that perfect knowledge. And while you may not be able to fathom at all times that the Lord God of all Israel, the maker, the shaper of the heavens and earth in six days, with all those particles, with all those things that 99% of mankind have no clue how they function, right? There's God. He knows how they function. You see, the book points to that. While mankind doesn't understand it, God understands it. Is God the only reality, right? And what these scientists are suggesting is that the universe is way too complex to not have had some intelligent design behind it, right? Omnipotent. Right. And Isaiah suggests, again, that God has perfect knowledge. And so when you are seeking something in your life, you say, I seek something desperately. I want this. This is my dream, but I have no clue how to get it. Well, God knows how to get you there. No matter how simple or complex that dream may be, there stands the Lord God of Israel offering the dreams of his children to them. Bring me your oblation. Bring me that holy habitation. Present to me what I ask of you, and I will give you your dreams. I will lead you to your dreams. And I'll tell you, oftentimes, right, you'll hear uh, people tell each other uh, or parents tell their children, oh, you're going to get all your dreams, right? It's going to be easy. You're not going to, God's going to give them to you. That's not always how it works in life. Oftentimes, God says, yeah, I can get you that dream of ruling over the nation, King David. I can get you to that point of having your own kingdom. But here's the thing. You're going to have to battle against a bear. You're going to have to battle against a lion. You're going to have to face and defeat you're going to have to stand in faith against a nine-foot-tall giant who wants to kill you. And David went. He says, no problem. God's with me. I don't care if it's a lion. I don't care if it's a bear. I don't care if it's a nine-foot-tall giant. There is nothing coming in between me, coming in between me and my dreams. You see, with God, you start to become something like an unstoppable force. That's the power of faith. That's the power that Christians can apply to their lives. Not, not uh, you have it, God's going to, not, it's not David walks out on the battlefield, throws the slingshot down, puts his hands up and says, God, hey, it's up to you. You got this giant, right? No, right? Absolutely not. The Bible suggests that we, as the servants of God, are co-laborers, meaning, yeah, there's going to be trials. Yeah, there's going to be hardships. Yeah, you're going to get placed in that refiner's flame. You're going to get thrown into that pit time and time again, perhaps, in your life. But at the end, 
result in each and every one of the lives of the prophets, it's the same. God arises victorious. The dreams and the prophecies spoken over these men's lives, the incredible impossibilities that the world would suggest would never happen, right, come into being. They're gifted by the hand of God to the servants of the Lord for co-laboring, for going through those refiner's flames, for following God where he would lead, for bringing God that holy oblation, that holy offering that he asks for, right? Surrender, lay down your life, take up your cross, and follow me daily. All who eat the bread that I give them will have eternal life, right? So when you're understanding this, when you're beginning to walk, knowing that you have the power of the one true living God working for you, and that day that has been long awaited, that day where you have to face that giant to get your dream, but after facing that giant, you get your dream, it's out there, it's coming, and it may not be in the form of a nine-foot-tall giant. It may be in the form of conquering some fear that's holding you back, right? The Bible suggests that we as Christians are to be overcomers, right? So when a seven-foot wall appears in front of you, it's time to learn how to scale a wall. And when you can't scale that wall, it's time to learn how to go around that wall. And when you can't go around that wall, it's time to learn how to dig under it, right? That is what God is talking about. He's talking about going with you, going before you, making your paths smooth, straight, easier, lining up favor that you can't see yet in your life. But there is, God is not saying this is free. It's Leviticus 26. There are blessings for obeying God and punishments for disobeying God. Lo and behold, if you go out and you engage in a raging state of alcoholism for 40 years of your life and your kidneys fail, that's on you, right? That is free will. Don't expect to be uh, receiving the blessings of God if you're taking your free will and you're throwing it in a dumpster. And sometimes, right, in our lives, we need to pray. We need to pray for strength. We need to pray for guidance. God, this problem, these chains, they've been on my life far too long. How can I beat them? How can I break them? And God knows the way. And the chains, they will break. There is nothing in all existence that can stop or hold back the one true living God. And so you have to decide, right, what life do you want? Because as far as we know, there's only one life. You get a certain amount of days here on the earth, and they are limited, right? So how will you spend them? Will you spend them leading that incredible life where God is leading his servants from glory to glory? Or will you try a different way? And uh, oftentimes with many Christians, right, we have to learn that our ways are sinful. You know, we have to sometimes, some of us walk away from God only to come back. But sometimes, here's the thing, when you walk out of God's covenant and you are that uh, righteous shepherd boy or lady and you walk out of God's covenant for a time, 
when you come back, you might not look anything like you once did. You might not be able to do the things that you were able to do anymore. Now, God, in his perfect knowledge, can still get you there. But again, you got to bring God that portion. You have to lay down your life, take up your cross, and follow God daily. He talks about rinsing the inside of the cup so that whatever it is that is holding you back in your life is washed away. That is what God is offering. Name the chain in your life. What is it that holds you back? God can handle it. God can break that chain. God can get you to that point of your dreams, but you have to follow where God leads, right? So many times in our lives, you have to imagine many of us looking like stubborn mules where God says, your dream, it's that way. (coughs) Only to have the human, right? Ourselves, we ourselves say, that can't possibly be the way, Lord. That's not the way for me, right? I don't want to try try doing this. I want to go do something else. I have more important things to do than serve the Lord. I know what's best for my life. I'm going to do it my way, etc., 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 right? And that stubborn mule, right? Sometimes, but not always, God will pick you up and carry you. But other times God says, oh, okay, just like in Leviticus, right? Blessings for obedience, punishments for disobedience. And, uh, right, you'll see churches that preach something quite different. They preach God is a God of only love, right? Well, good luck with that. That's not what the Bible says, right? And so believing it, well, you're believing a lie and If you've ever tried believing a lie in your life, it doesn't always work out so well for the person who's intentionally allowing themselves to be misled. Maybe it feels nice thinking there's a God that just permits anything, blesses everything. But it's not what the Bible says, and it's not what you see actually tangibly presented in life, right? It's not what you see work in life. What you see produce happiness in life is not we ourselves doing anything we want, right? Saying, I'm going to do anything I want. It doesn't really lead you to a happy state. Oftentimes, what you'll find is that when you are doing anything you want, you're quite miserable. You're eating whatever you want. You're thinking about whatever you want. You're, uh, drinking whenever you want, you're partying whenever you want, you're et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're working, you know, maybe doesn't feel like the greatest thing. So you say, I'll put that work off till later. Only to at the end of this period of your life, realize that you've lost a good amount of time and you've gone probably nowhere, right? It's been a detrimental period in your life because You've forsaken God. You told God, no, I don't want to do it your way. God does not say do anything you want. God says blessings for obedience and punishments for disobedience. And sometimes a segment of time, a few years of your life being devoured by your own sin, by your own stubborn ox nature is one of the consequences 
of turning your back on God and not surrendering to God. And so you have to choose, right? Do you want that incredible, miracle-laden life? Because that's what God's offering. He's offering a road rich in silver linings, right? Rich in your dreams. There's no dream too big for the for the God who made all things, all creation, to give you, to lead you to, to show you how to obtain it, right? But again, right, lay down your life, take up your cross, follow God daily, right? It, it requires staying rich in that loving state and not letting go of it, not letting other people tear your focus away from God, not letting other people hold you back from those dreams, right? And sometimes, right, interestingly enough, the Bible talks a lot about sacrifice, sacrificing some of our time. Hey, I can't go to that event that I want to go to because I'm sacrificing a portion of my life to go and serve God, to go and become a blessing for my family, myself, get that happy life, get those happy dreams, right? If you can imagine a person's life where they come to the end of their life and they have no dreams, it's not really going to be the most happy thing. And thus, right, by sacrificing, by instead of doing what we want, surrendering to God and doing what he wants, well, the good fruit is planted and grown, right? The good soil starts to produce its abundant harvest. The pure thoughts begin flowing down out into the fields of your life and blessing all the lives of every person that you come in contact with. Indeed, if you follow the ways of God, you will be a blessing. You will be a light unto the nations and the world will come to see your light. If you follow the ways of God. <clears throat> a city on a hill, right? A light that cannot be hidden. And so these promises, while they are high and lofty, they're small pittance for God. God's got it, right? But you have to keep going. And there will be pit moments. There will be hardships, right? There will be times when you believe, and that was a setback. But God is the master of using those setbacks as setups, right? <coughs> That is who you have working with you, right? So keep that confidence with you as you go throughout the days of your life. And don't let other people shake it, right? You have to know in your core, I was called. I am chosen of the Lord God of Israel. I am no longer normal, but I have moved into the realms of the miraculous. I am chosen of God. And that confidence is the confidence that David had that allowed him to face down the bear, the lion, and the giant. See, David, before stepping out on that field to face Goliath, David said, God has delivered me from this lion and this bear. I know that God will deliver this Philistine into my hands. 
I know that God will deliver this giant in my life into my hands if I merely have the confidence and the courage and the faith to step out onto the waters and face down what God is telling me to face. To go where God is telling me to go. To do what God is telling me to do. Right? That confidence of knowing that you're no longer mortal, that you are indeed immortal, it's going to be bearing some positive effects on your life. You're going to start seeing some changes, right? Surrendering from ways of hatred and bitterness and jealousy and malice, when you take all that bag of junk and you get it out of your life and you start replacing it with the ways of God, love, blessing, caring for others, helping others, guiding others, the pursuit of wisdom and knowledge, right? When you pursue these instead, you start moving a little bit faster as things that held you back and seem were seemingly important, right? You seem to brush them off and start moving just a little bit faster towards your dreams, towards your goals. You might even feel like you've begun to soar much like an eagle, right? You might seem, you might seem start to feel like you might start to feel like that God has begun working and moving and progressing you forward in your life faster than is humanly possible, faster than is possible without God. That is what the divine, the divine favor upon your life is. That is what is displayed throughout every single prophet in the Bible. It is what is displayed throughout every single miracle that is performed in the Bible practically. The Israelites being set free, no problem. God is the chain breaker, right? Manna falling from heaven, these miraculous deeds, these things that people said, hey, these are impossible. They can't happen. That's what you got working with you. And impossible ain't nothing to God. All right, guys. Blessings on you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll see you all next time.